Hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. Back here on the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. Uh, man, what a weekend of golf. Kyle, uh, good to talk to you again. Um, this is this is after the, the Wyndham Championship, after the U.S. Amateur, after the Solheim Cup. Uh, I, I imagine that you're pretty exhausted. Like, have you gotten a chance to see your family at all? We had a lot of tournaments <laughs> to keep up with. Uh, no, my wife was not thrilled about the U.S. Amateur ending uh, here in Dallas at like 7 p.m. and and spilling over into uh, the kids' bedtime routine. But uh, I did. I, I tweeted this earlier in the week. I said it's kind of a sneaky good week for golf, and I guess I didn't really realize how good it was going to be. Like it, today was awesome. There were right. some awesome. Uh, tournaments and shots and stories it, it was just it was super fun and and I'm always reminded of you know we get so caught up in like the major the the men's majors and and the Ryder Cup and all this stuff there's so much great golf that is played uh, and televised and distributed elsewhere and it, I don't know it's just it's super fun to be a golf fan right now I feel like the uh for the for the men's for the PGA tour um the the things that were exciting were like multifold because the Wyndham championship as it is has a pretty good field and then yeah. beyond that you've got trying to get inside the top 125 in the FedEx Cup rankings so you've got a, a lot of like bubble basically it is uh, for college basketball fans i mean it is like bubble watch all through yeah. all through the weekend then there's like the next level of we've got guys playing for their cards like the the Wyndham championship in itself and i want definitely want to start there to like before we get to Henrik Stenson, who, by the way, I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you under, you know that Henrik Stenson dropped a 64 and just went out there and uh, went out there and won the whole thing. But are you able to to as you're trying to like keep track of all the different storylines here? Who in these tight positions? Um, and I'm I'm sure we're going to get to mention most of them, but like whether you're looking at like a Jeff Ogilvie who started at 125 at the beginning of the week or uh, a JJ Henry who finished at 125, like who of those performances as you were watching it unfold really impressed you? Well, I, I think the two that were just incredibly impressive uh, were Harold Varner the third and uh, Martin Flores. They started at, I think, 138 and 139 respectively. And they ended at like 118 and 123, respectively. Uh, or, or, or they flip it around. Flores was like 118 and Varner was 123. Point is, they both got inside that top 125. And, and just, it's so hard to do that, Chip, with, with in that final week with so much. You, you know you're playing for so much. For your PGA Tour card, for not having to go to the web.com finals, all these different things. And Flores goes out and aces number 16 on oh, Sunday. Yeah. I, I did the I did the math on it. I think he would have got in anyway, like if he had just made par there. But to ace it to cinch his spot for 2017-18, that's that's a I mean that's incredible. Like it, like we get really hung up on like like I said, like winning majors and like the, all this drama. Like those dudes are playing for their jobs, and to go out and make an ace in that atmosphere with 
that much on the line on a Sunday is is pretty spectacular. The guy that I felt really bad for was uh, <clears throat> was Zach Boyer. Oh man, noted. I got to spend some hey, time. hey, noted, noted, uh, noted course commentariat, Zach. Yeah, Blair. and podcast enthusiast. He, uh, I got to spend some time with him at the Players Championship. Great dude. A uh, solid player, and he got clipped by JJ Henry, the Purple Mamba, as Tron <laughs> calls him. Um, Shout out Tron Carter, no laying up <laughs> by a single shot. So he shoots a seventy-three in the third round and misses the uh, the secondary cut. And JJ Henry birdies the final hole on Sunday uh, to beat him by it was like one point one FedEx Cup points or something stupid, just something that like you'll wake up in the middle of the night thinking about, you know, and man, that, that, uh, the line in golf, it's, we talk about it all the time, but it's so thin, you you know, it's so thin from keeping your job to, and not that he lost his job. He's going to, he's going to go to web.com. He'll probably be back on tour in some capacity next year with some sort of status potentially, but that's rough. That's a rough way to go to get clipped by a shot by the purple Mamba on, on the final day of the regular season. Henrik Stenson dropped a 64 for the win at Sedgefield. Um, sixth PGA Tour win. Uh, do you think that this is going to be uh, from uh, a season where Stenson was, you know, around sometimes, but it felt like he's flown below the radar uh, since obviously having a phenomenal uh, performance at the end of 2016. Uh, is this something where you could see uh, the Swede you know, turning it on. Like, I feel like you've, you've made the point before that at this point in his career, Henrik Stinson with one major in the bag could end up being one of those guys where not motivation being a question, but it's just, it's easier uh, to, to look at the rest of your life. Like, is this one thing where this win you could see him maybe getting a little charged up and trying to go for that 10 mil? Yeah, I think so, especially because he he jumped up to uh like number 23 in the FedEx Cup and he's finished he kind of quietly has finished top 20 in like his last four events. So Open, Bridgestone and PGA, I think he was top 20 in all three and then obviously winning this week. Um yeah, I mean, he's just he's one of those guys he gets hot and you're like did he make like 16 birdies today or what? Like he, he, it just seems like he birdies every hole, you know? And, uh, did he not bring his three? Is that true? He didn't have his three. Yeah, wood? He, put, he put a two wood and a four wood. What I think, the which hell is, is up with that guy? It might be scarier <laughs> than the two wood is frightening. Like I feel like it just, it's scary. Speaking of scary, did you see the, uh, the trage from Ollie Schneider Johns on 18 oh. on Sunday? Oh my goodness. It was just a low burner. Just uh, did he? Uh, I don't know. It, it I, I, I was weak. I mean, it, it was he. It, it was funny because No Lane Up tweeted about it, and then I saw uh, Kelly Craft uh, hopped into his mentions and said, "Yeah, that's what your tee shot looks like, except it just dive bombs and rolls out to 175 yards." And Schneider John's shot just it just kept rising. It, the apex was like 39 feet, and it went over I think over 300 yards with like a two iron. I mean, it was, oh, it was majestic. It was, <laughs> it was just incredible to watch. And, uh, man, he's a good player. I, I don't know what he ended up uh, in terms of FedEx Cup, but um, I don't know. I, I'm excited about his future. You know, 
we talk about Spieth and JT and all these guys, like Ollie Schneider Johns and you know, Patrick Rogers, guys like that. That's the normal trajectory for a 23 year old, right? Like, yeah, it's not normal to be Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas, right? You're supposed to go contend a little, you know, take a couple years to figure it out, get a couple wins when you're 27, 28, 29, maybe, maybe run down a major or two in your thirties. Like that's the trajectory of a PGA tour player. And those guys get sort of buried. I think a little bit unfairly because of, of Spieth and Thomas, but I don't know. He's had a good, he's had a really solid year and I'm really excited about his future. My, uh, my dad was there at the, uh, he was in, uh, he said he was at a tent that was above 15, above the 15 green. Like he got to see 15 coming in and then he got to see the 16 and, uh, and there was all the talk at, at the Patterson family brunch today about whether Ollie was going to bring it. Mom was rooting for it. And pops was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's got the, uh, I don't know if he's got the, uh, the age, the age and the experience to be able to go out there and win it at Sedgefield on Sunday. But man, the, uh, the performance from the Rook got to like it. Yeah, he played great. Uh, he finished. He shot 66, 63, 66, 64, and got beat. Like, that's, you, uh, yeah, that's, you can't you can't ask for much more than that in uh, yeah, in, that, that, in that spot. That's tough to that's tough to swallow. But he's got uh, what does he have? Three. He's got five top tens this year. Seven top twenty fives. He's made two million dollars, even though he hasn't won. And he finished top forty in the FedEx Cup. So that's a that's a really solid. That's a really, really good sort of under-the-radar year from Ollie Schneider-Jones. We're going to be uh, previewing the Northern Trust Open, the first FedEx Cup playoff event, a little bit later. But coming out of Sedgefield and the Wyndham, is there anyone that you feel better about uh, looking at the top 125 and starting to – that you would consider maybe a dark horse moving forward? Nah, probably, probably just Stenson, you know, just cause he's had success in the playoffs before because he's coming in on a hot streak. I, I could really see him winning it. I know that's like not a very bold take, but it, it would have been a month ago, you know, it would have been crazy to say, Hey, Henrik Stenson's going to play in the Wyndham and win it. And then he might win the playoffs. And you're like, you mean the guy that's ranked 90th in the FedEx Cup right now? You know, 95th, whatever he was. No, I mean um, that's I mean that's not a crazy take because Henrik Stenson is someone that, outside of previewing uh, tournaments, I don't think that you and I, you know, we started uh, the first Cup podcast, you know, like five or six months ago, and we, outside of you know mentioning him as just a a top player because of his success last season, we just haven't his name hasn't come up a lot. You know, that's I, I think that this is that is not that is a bolder take than I think you're giving yourself credit for. Yeah. So I could see him playing well. Uh, the other guy is Webb Simpson. He's had a really good second half of the year. Uh, he hasn't missed a cut since the beginning of May at the Wells Fargo. He's got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five top 20s, including two top fives at the uh, Colonial and then Wyndham. So. Uh, I don't know what he's ranked. He's he's ranked 25 going in, so he's gonna be. He's probably gonna get to the tour championship, uh, and then who knows? You know, he he's another one of those guys. He can get as hot as anybody. He can go. He can go wayward too. He can go badly, but uh, when he gets hot, he gets really really hot for uh, for stretches at a time. I don't have this pulled up right now, but I feel like Webb was like 
there in Atlanta, maybe 2012? It feels like he was there in either the Bill Haas one or the, uh, or the Snedeker one. And I might be completely making that up. I don't remember it uh, totally. I don't, I don't think I was covering golf full time when either but of them But he's won. been there. He's been there in Atlanta for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. Who knows? The, the playoffs are going to be pretty interesting because you've got, you know, some guys that are sort of limping in, uh, Rory, and and uh, I, I don't know if DJ's limping in, but he hasn't had his best stuff. And then you've got some some guys that are streaking in, like Webb and, and Stenson and obviously Justin Thomas and Spieth. And uh, I don't know. It's going to be... It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I kind of wish there was only three events. You know, they've talked about going down to three in the future. I think four is just, it's like having, um, it's like how the NBA should just eliminate the first round. You're just like, what, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, why, yeah. Why, why are we, uh, why are we doing this? Uh, so I think three would be, would be ideal. Just the top hundred get in, you know, to start off with top 20, top 125 can keep their cards, but just let the top hundred in to the playoffs and then go from there. I, I don't, it's hard to do that because you're eliminating money, and this is an entirely different podcast that we should be discussing this on. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about the playoffs. It's going to be fun. I think that you've got uh, you've got maybe one of the best reactions and one of the best stories from Jeff Ogilvy, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it was it was super interesting to hear, and I always love listening to him. He always says interesting things, and and uh, he's he's very nerdy about golf stuff, and I say that in an endearing way, I, I love hearing what he has to say. And he basically said, I got on the first tee on Thursday and I was nervous. You know, it was like Q school. And to hear somebody like that, who's won, I think nine times, eight or nine times major, on the PGA right? tour, major winner. Uh, he's made just several, you know, tens of millions of dollars over the course of his career. And he's like, I'm nervous on the first tee box at the Wyndham in August. That's a, that's a real thing. And, uh, you know, what he said after that was cool. He's like, it just showed me how much I still want to be out here. And, uh, I think you can sort of lose that perspective, lose sight of that. Um, when you're, when you're at the top, when you're number one in the world, when you're number 10 in the world or whatever, but then when you're playing for it, when it's down to it, um, man, that, that stuff, that's the good stuff. Like that is the stuff that, uh, people should be, I think, more into or and more engaged in within golf. That's uh, there's there's great opportunities to to find those stories like further down in the line. Yeah, totally. And and, and you, you know, I th- I thought what was interesting about this week at the Wyndham is like the guys that were one twenty to one thirty, they were all not all of them, but a lot of them were pretty interesting characters. We, we know things about Zach Blair. Uh, Sam Saunders was right there inside and then he fell outside. Uh, Harold Varner is an interesting story. Jeff Ogilvy, all these North guys, Carolina. All these guys are, uh, they were intriguing. They're, they're intriguing people. And so they made for intriguing stories to see whether or not they could keep their cards. Well, uh, if you're going to try to keep your card, it's always going to be tough. And you've got you've to think about a lot of things at once. And if you are owning a business, then I know that you have to think about a lot of things at once, which is why you need to link up with ZipRecruiter. Because with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than any of the other job sites. 
See, that's why ZipRecruiter is different. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. In fact, it finds them. Over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. That means you don't have to juggle emails. You don't have to juggle calls. All you got to do is simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. One more time. Try for free today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. But the Wyndham Championship, as we teased in the beginning, was far, 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 far from the only golf action that we were fired up by. So let's go USAM. Let's go Raleigh, North Carolina in the house. Now, as a Broughton High School graduate, this is my rival, a, a member of the Leesville Pride, Doc Redman. But he is a Clemson Tiger. Hashtag go ACC. Doc Redman, first extra hole, beats Doug Gim to win the U.S. Amateur. Thrilling stuff, man. Thrilling the, stuff. The, the PGA Tour was the least interesting golf of Sunday. And it was, and it was really good. The, the U.S. Amateur was unbelievable, Chip. I mean, I, I, I went into it thinking like, okay, it's going to be pretty good. It's at Riviera. There's some, there's some good names in the field. A lot of Oklahoma state guys that I knew, um, obviously like the Maverick McNeely's and, and you know, Braden Thornberry's guys like that, who he just won the NCAAs. But, um, the final was insane. You know, they, they go down. So in the morning they, they both shoot, I think, uh, Doug Gim from Texas shot a 67, and um, Redman shot, I think, a 66, and he was one up after 18. And then they're just going back and forth. And, you know, I, I think the USAM is, is sort of this um, – it gets a little romanticized by people, myself included. But for it to live up to the hype at a place like Riviera with two college stuff, kind of going back and forth they've already they've already got their master spot secured and, and they're going back and forth and and the putt that redmond made on 17 was a joke and and, and because so I, if people didn't see it he makes the 60 foot eagle 60, putt on 17 a 60 foot eagle putt <laughs> with with uh gim already um I, I, I don't, he was like eight foot or 10, 10 feet for, 10 birdie, feet for so. a birdie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, like very, yeah. very like, especially the way they were playing. Like it was one of these things where I was, you expect that they're just both going to birdie here. Well, and, and the thing is like all, all Gam had to do was get it close and then have the, all he needs to do is have one of the last two holes and <laughs> Redman runs in a 60 footer. I mean, it, and it, it wasn't like it fell in. It, it like hit the back of the cup and dropped like it was going it was going to go way past and I just couldn't I couldn't believe that it had happened I mean I, I'm watching it and I'm just like what what, what is the what am I watching it, it was funny to listen to uh, to Joe Buck and and Paul Azinger because they were just they were just beside themselves I mean it was just <laughs> stunning stuff and then and then what Redmond did uh, on 18, he hit this just sick fade into that just awesome 
18th green, makes a 10-footer, walks it in. He's walking in 10-foot birdies with the U.S. freaking amateur on the line. And, you know, at this point, Doug Gim is just, I mean, he's just so flustered. And he just made a mess of 10. And, and uh, man, it, it was, I don't know if you saw the whole thing through, but it was spectacular. Well, the, all right, so you've got Redmond as the 62nd seed in this. Like, sure, like, good player, but incredible performance in this spot. Well, he almost didn't get into the match play. There was a 13-player for eight-spot playoff on Wednesday morning. He, he doesn't even know if he's in. He gets through uh, one of the last, what would you say was, the 60-second scene? Yeah. He gets through one of the last three people to get through, so 64, 63, 62, one of the last three guys to get through, and then he wins the thing. I mean, and, and again, we talked about one shot earlier You know, with, with Zach Blair. Same thing. He could have missed that playoff by one shot and not won the USAM, and and somebody else would have. But he got in and he made the most of it. And you know he had a good. Uh, I was talking to some some uh, guys that know more about amateur golf. Uh, Sean Martin and and Andy Johnson. They're pretty deep in the amateur game. Shout and they out said, PGA you know, Tour. Shout out Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said you know he's a, he's a good player. He had a really good freshman year, but he, it's not like. You know, he, he doesn't maybe have the pedigree that a guy like Bo Hostler or even Maverick McNeely, somebody like that. So it's not like it's not like super surprising, but it's still like, man, this guy must be the real deal after a, a solid freshman year and then winning the USAM like that. Very impressive. Uh, congratulations to Doc Redman, Leesville Pride, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Solheim Cup, Lexi Thompson. I didn't get as many eyes on this one here. But, uh, I took but, notes. But I've got I, notes. I, I saw I saw you on Twitter getting out here saying <laughs> Lexi and P. Reed. Let's get them out there, right? Oh, yeah, bring bring me all of that. I want I want the Liberty Bell to be like, carted around. Woodwatch. I, I want the Liberty Bell carted around that, that they're playing to get their name etched in that. I watched. You know, I, I sat down with my daughter. She's four, and uh, she always thinks it's. She's always fascinated by by like when women's golf is on because she usually sees me watching PGA Tour or whatever. But when women's golf's on, she's like, "Oh, the girls are playing!" So we got to sit down and watch it, and, and she was delighted by that. Um, man, it was so fun. You know, I we talked about the USAM. I'm here for any, any kind of team golf that Golf Channel wants to put on on its airwaves. I'll watch it. You know, it could be like the the junior like Louisiana Open, and as long as there's teams, like I, I don't, and I don't care what the teams are. Like I'm gonna watch them. No, thing. no, I, I just is, need to know that we're having holes, that we're playing for holes. Like I, I need to know that it is a team scoring format, and I'm in. It's crazy, and it's crazy. Like, and this might just be a a recency bias or a figment of my imagination, but it seems like so many more putts are hold in match play. And I think it's partly because you can, you can't make a, it making a quadruple bogey doesn't matter. Like you can run stuff up to the hole and just hope it hits it and goes in. And it seems like that happens a lot in these, in these team events. I'm, I am always, I'm like, are we going to do, we're definitely going to do president's cup, like full coverage, right? I imagine we're going to be live blogging it. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we'll be there for that. But back to, back to Lexi. 
so the 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 tournament was it was very much a uh when when was medina uh 2012 yeah so us is up big going into sunday same same thing here they they were up uh five today the men were up, medina's uh, the I collapse think, right isn't medina just like everything yeah. goes south on sunday for the united states yeah yeah, Rory almost misses his tee time. Then he beats Keegan Bradley like ten and nine, and then wears the well the big uh, clock. Well, as as, as 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 history has shown us, we can look back at that 2012 Medina roster, and well, you know, not that surprising, right? <laughs> but they were rolling. I mean, they were just <laughs> they were just lighting things up, and uh, yeah, not not great. But anyway, same type thing here with the Solheim Cup. And it started going badly early, a little bit. I mean, it was early, but there was only like one red tick on the board. And Lexi was was batting leadoff, essentially, for the U.S. And she was getting just roasted. She was playing terribly, going to the back nine, down four. Like, your leadoff, your leadoff player gets beat like six and four. That's not great. Like, that's not that's – not, that that leads to Medina's like that leads to that kind of thing happening. So she goes out and shoots a 29 on the back with two Eagles and four birds. She made a bogey and shot a 29 on the back nine splits her match. She was out of her mind. I mean, I, I, I have never seen, I, well, I I've only seen two other players get that hot in a, in a team event, Patrick Reed and Ian Poulter. I mean, she was, she was just, she was making everything. And, um, it, it was it was really really fun to watch and to see everybody get so excited. The fans there get so excited about the fans and the golf fans in Iowa haven't been that excited about golf since since Zach Johnson won the Open in 2015. <laughs> I mean they were they were fired up about golf and uh, it, it was it was really cool to watch. Do you think that uh, the home uh, home course like the home advantage for the Solheim Cup matters? Like where where do you stand on that just in general? I think it has to, right? I, I don't I don't know. We need Justin Ray on the on the database here. But uh I just I I, I it would for me. Like if I was playing, it, it would I it would be difficult to play in that type of environment and keep my keep my cool, keep my, you know, stay stay calm. Some people can probably do it better than others, but um, cause they were even, they were even out on Thursday. Like I was seeing video yeah. and I was seeing, uh, you know, the coverage that the golf channel had and the, the stuff on Twitter. Like I, I, I felt like the fans showed up there and, you know, made me, uh, somebody who, you know, I'm, I'm about almost, almost totally, uh, into the college football matrix at this point. But like I was, I was fired up about it just by seeing the the crowd interaction, the chatter about it. Like it was, it was, uh, it was an exciting, an exciting way for me to get fired up about team golf again, especially like I said, uh, as we count down the weeks to the president's cup. Yeah, totally. And I I mean, yeah, it, it, it was really cool. Um, one, one more note on Lexi, she was hitting, if her and Reed actually ever face each other, they might be able to play from the same tees. No she might way. be longer than him. Like she, hit, she had a drive on one of the par fives that she eagled on the back nine. It was a little downhill, but she, it, the the hole was five forty, and she had one eighty on her second shot. And I, I started looking around in my living room. I'm like, am I doing the math right on this? Like, is that are those real numbers that I'm looking at? It, it, it was. 
And, and, and to your point, like, I think that, you know, she drove the first green on Thursday or on uh, Friday. That was kind of the big deal. But like they, all those players were juiced up from the crowds. And I, I just thought it was a really cool stage for, for women's golf and for, um, you know, I, I know the Europeans are not as well known as some of the Americans, but man, Nord- what, a, what a cool, what a cool stage for the, for the women. Nordquist will jack you up. You got to You got to watch was, out. Man. Yeah. She's crazy she i I wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to face her no she'd crush me that that would be five and four real quick it's done can you can you can you imagine her and stinson teaming up for like a mixed uh match play event in the olympics or something oh man sweden wins all the medals it'd be insane that'd be insane for sure yeah it'd be crazy all right so when do we when do we in the calendar start to uh start to draw the lines for the President's Cup standing. So I've got them pulled up right now, and the United States team is so nasty. Is there any it's chance? Disgu- it's Like, are, are these guys going to bail out? Like, is any? Uh, do we have any concern about, like, injuries or disinterest or anything else? No. Because, like, if I, I'm looking at Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Daniel Berger, Ricky Fowler, Kevin Kisner, Brooks Kepka, Matt Kuchar, Patrick Reed up into the squad thanks to his uh, his high finish at the PGA Championship, and then uh, Chucky Hoffman, man, like that top ten's awesome. Is is Hoffman tenth? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Good for him. I think him and Kisner are going to be. I think Kisner especially is going to be just money in match play. I think he's going to be good. Um, the other guy that so there will be two captains picks. The other guy that. Uh, I was talking to DJ Pihowski the other day. He mentioned he thought it would be awesome in match play is uh, is Brian Harmon. Ooh, and I thought that I, the lefty. I thought, yeah, I thought that was a great call. Like he's just such a like. He's at number twelve like, right now, so that wouldn't be much of a reach in terms of the President's Cup standings. Yeah, and then I think you you probably have to take Phil just because you're already loaded. Um, you don't need a twelfth guy really. Um, I don't know if that's how this is going to be thought out, but like, man, I, people don't, people forget this, but Phil rescued the 2015, um, president's cup. Like that, that thing was just dead. The Americans were just, you know, jacking around. Like it just, it wasn't that good. And then all of a sudden you look up and Patrick Reed is rubbing Phil Mickelson's belly and <laughs> Phil is holding out from sand traps in the middle of Korea. Like he, he lit that place on fire. And, um, I, I just, I just feel like you have to pick him. I, I mean, it, he's, he's had a solid year up until the last month or so. And he, he's just been so, he's been so important to American team golf over the last 20 or 25 years that, um, you know, maybe if this is the Ryder Cup, you don't do it just because of of his form right now. But I think because of the President's Cup, you got to do it. So, do you pair Spieth and JT together for one one of the rounds? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't ask Patrick Reed. He's the captain. No, he's not the captain. It's Steve Stricker. <laughs> isn't Steve? He, this is not. This is not. I am the captain now. This is like. I think, I think it might be. <laughs> Isn't it Steve Stricker? Isn't he the captain? Yeah, but I think I think it's Patrick. 
<laughs> like you could choose to to divide up your your talent and certainly like Ricky with either one of those basically is the same one but we're talking about two major winners Spieth and JT go get it right that'd oh, be awesome it'd be sweet to see like those two versus um Hideki and Jason Hideki Day. and Jason Day yeah, yeah. no nah, that's that's it oh my gosh yeah that's just that's not even me being selfish about uh rooting for the United States that's me just wanting to see those four, like four of what arguably the top eight or ten best golfers in the world right now, all playing yeah. competitive team golf against each other. I I just want the international team to bring them to parachute uh, Sang Moon in. Sang Moon's <laughs> back. He's he's back from his military duty. Two thousand fifteen Presidents Cup, right? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he's back. He's in. I mean, he's not in, but he's like 1600th in the world right now. Um, that would be awesome if we get to see him. I, they're they're so weak at the bottom of their team. They're they're strong at the top. They're really good. Top top three, top four, but it drops off in a hurry. Yeah. Um, he is Kyle Porter. Follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Make sure that you subscribe to the First Cut podcast on iTunes, on TuneIn, on Stitcher, because subscribers get the episodes first. Kyle, thank you so much. Absolutely. We'll talk to you next week for the playoffs, Chip. Woo!